Good evening. Welcome to the Hourglass with Isabella. I'm here with Daniel tonight. Good evening. And what are we going to be discussing? This evening we are going to be discussing Over the Garden Wall. Over the Garden Wall. An absolutely amazing animated show that aired on Cartoon Network. I want to say 2014 or 15. Right, but we didn't discover it until quite recently. Very recently. So... What is the story of how we discovered Over the Garden Wall? <laughs> we were recommended it by a very good friend of ours. Right, right around Christmas. It was right around I believe. Christmas, I believe. Yeah, I think it was actually at the Christmas party. Right. And they recommended it to us and said, you should check this out. Yes. And I, I think it's probably fair to say that we've watched it every week since. <laughs> Easily. I mean, here's the thing. is Okay, so this was recommended to me while I was sitting there on couch. And to be fair... There are not too many things that I particularly enjoy or get into or think are amazing or fantastic or magical, but they introduced this particular animation to me, and I was blown away with the magic of it and the fantasy. Absolutely. And, and the soundtrack. Tra- it tr- the soundtrack, as, we, as you heard earlier, that's actually from the original soundtrack, which is done by a company called The Blasting Company, and you can find it on Spotify, FYI. If you look up Blasting Company, they have amazing music for this TV show. Yeah. So you should definitely. Apparently, check all it they've out. done. So, well, I think it was probably <laughs> my guess is formed for the purposes. It's, it's brilliant, though. It's a very, it's very so atmospheric. How, how, how would you describe the show quintessentially for someone who's perhaps listening has never watched it before? Right. I think I think the the best way to describe it is it, it has a certain atmosphere to it. it. It has a certain aesthetic to it, and and. There is a plot, of course, and then the plot is... is the plot's essentially babes in the wood. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, so, what, right. I mean, for people who don't episode. know, what is, the, you know, the original... And so the concept little is... Little boy lost babes in the wood. Right, so yeah, the concept is basically that there are these these two brothers, and they are lost in the woods. Yeah. And it starts out, and the the younger brother is just naming off these names, and you don't have yes. any real context for why it is, but he names of all these names, and... It's talking about the absolute worst name for his frog, and so naming his frog is actually is actually a major. Sub-plot. It's a predominant part of the plot in this animation, interestingly. But basically, it's got a lot of Christian Hans Andersen feel, and it. it's got a lot of Grimm's fairy tale. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely very it has a very folk tale. story. You know, but very dark. We agree, it's not definitely dark. And dark. I like that. In fact, I heard originally they'd intended it to be a lot darker than it was. I can believe and that. Some of it's actually back. quite frightening, and then some of it's quite lighthearted. So. But on purpose, they said, "Okay, mm. we're going to have some lighthearted, funny episodes to balance out the darkness for kids in this because it was quite yeah. extreme." I, I, I find it to be just just remarkably charming. I mean, and the sort of thing so that charming. that honestly, you know, I. I when I say that we watch it every week, I, I'm not actually joking. It is it is a nice ambiance that you can kind right, of put well, on the background. Can, exactly, it's just, it's we'll f- be doing something familiar like familiar thing that's just in the background. We'll be doing something like cooking, and yeah. we will just play the soundtrack even in the background because it's a nice thing to listen to, and it helps you just go through your day and do what you need to do. Or if something is bad or business is going wrong, something you can just throw on, and you don't have to think about it too much. You can go along for a ride in this kind of unique fantasy experience yeah. and, it, and it is almost it, i like that idea of going along for ride for the ride it is very much like a boat <laughs> along an, an endless river <laughs> indeed and there is actually of course you know we do our events in new orleans 
In fact, the, there's this whole part in the story That's where right. they're on this riverboat, and it's very New Orleans. It's like a steamboat or a paddle boat, as you'd call it. Right. And they have these frogs in this boat, and they sing a specific song. So we had rented out last year for New Orleans an entire steamboat for our vampire event, and we had this beautiful vampire salon. It was like a riverboat cruise, which was an amazing event. There was like a whole banquet dinner on a riverboat. Everyone wore Victorian costumes, but it mimicked the storyline so much and all I wanted was there's this one song but with vampires instead of frogs vampires instead of frogs but there's this one song specifically in the show where they're on the boat and they sing this beautiful song the frog sings it the frog sings it and it's just just amazing and I really wanted our friends to sing it on the boat they weren't able to do it unfortunately I felt like it was this once in a lifetime opportunity to really do a true homage to the so so there are ten episodes Ten yep. episodes, I think. Is that right? Well, to be fair, they actually wanted to do more. Wow, they, I think they actually had to end up doing... Well, is it ten? I don't, I don't know. know. We, actually, like we were talking earlier about how TV like shows ten. now are... Because we're looking at doing our one, and they were like, you've got eight, you should do six. And I was like, uh... But the point was, the guy actually, uh, McCrick, he had actually previously done Adventure Time. Right. And his complaint was that that amount of episodes, whatever it was, would not be enough to truly cover the arc. But then if they did it as a TV show, uh, this is for Cartoon Network, keep in mind, kind of like they did with right. that they said Adventure Time. They, right? they said it would be too many. Right. If they did too many, they wouldn't be able to adequately do it justice. They didn't want too little, and they didn't want too many, and I think they got just the right I think, amount. I think it's quite perfect. And, it really and each is. Each episode's like a nice 20-minute sort of vignette. It's a little story. There's not really oh, yeah. you know, you know much about of an the, arc. You know about the Magic Lantern? What about the Magic Lantern? Do you know what a Magic Lantern is? I mean, I know what a Magic Lantern is. It's a, so it's, what is it? It's sort of like before they had uh, movie projectors, yes. they would have magic Little, lanterns. Yes, would, it, yeah. it, and it's like a cutout usually right. against natural lantern and it projects. But actually the title card has that a bunch of those cutouts. They, they yeah. based it on the magic lantern. And there's actually other things. We did a bit of research on this before the podcast. And there's actually a couple of other things that they based on. Dogsville, which was this very strange pictures you know, very 1920s. Then like, there was some 1800 stuff. There was the game, right? The, uh, frog, the Lachlan Brothers Frog Pond. Frog Pond, and that was an 1890s game. And in fact, if you look at if you look that up on Google, some of the imagery for those of you who've seen Over Garden Wall is identical. I feel like I feel lovely. like the riverboat actually is McLaughlin Brothers. Is it? That would be hilarious yeah, if it was. It oh my God, we should look that up to yeah, confirm I'm or certain, not I'm confirm afterwards. That. That would be amazing. Let's talk about the famous voice actors in this. Let's get into yeah, this. Yeah, quite so. so I'm, the, gonna start, I'm gonna start with John Cleese. Just, I'm gonna start where it's good. Absolutely. absolutely. You, who does John Cleese play? So John Cleese play? plays the uh, the eccentric the eccentric millionaire. Uh, Quincy, Quincy Endicott. Endicott. And Quincy Endicott owns a, a tea a tea company. A tea mansion. But he never drinks the stuff himself. Yes, couldn't stand the but stuff himself. But he's he's also he's. Uh, he has seen a ghost and he's a, and he's afraid that he is. But he's also in love with the ghost mad. because yes, the ghost he's in love with the ghost. That's right. It's an apparition of a beautiful woman. So he's running around his house looking good and turns out to be a real person. Right. Long story. Who's right. actually voiced by BB Newworth. Yeah. And we, we, we won't we won't spoil the no, we won't story spoil. here, but but it actually it has one of my favorite lines in it from a because we used to we used to do a lot of paranormal investigation stuff and we did back we were in the actually going to even do a paranormal television show and there's a, there's one part like of it ghost where, house girls. where the the young boy is 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 encouraging uh, 
John Cleese's character to go on that we must go and, and find the ghost and we will find the ghost. And he's like, how could you be so sure? And the little kid's like, because I really, really, really want to see, see a ghost. A ghost. <laughs> and that, for all of you paranormal, of paranormal investigators <laughs> listening, is the quintessential part of the paranormal community. Is yeah, I really, really want to see a ghost. And that's why we all <laughs> that's do That's how it. I'm so sure. Yeah, that's that's right. what it is. <laughs> so what, who else did John Cleese voice? So John Cleese also voices... Uh, uh, Adelaide of the Wood. Of the pasture. The good lady of the pasture. That's yeah, he's not so good as it turns out. But a point strong Cleese is an amazing, talented actor. Very talented. Separate from this for what? Well, Monty Python, of yeah, course. Very famous. So those of you listening are UK listeners, I've heard a lot of Americans love their Monty I, Python I think a few as, as well. A few but do. we, of course, have Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood is, is, is the main character, yeah. And does a really good job. Yeah. I, I will say sincerely, like, and we were watching Dirk Gently's Detective Agency, and he was in that as which well. he was also in and did a really, really good job at. But there are other famous voice actors in this There team. are a few. There's Tim Curry. Tim Curry. The Tim Curry. The they, Tim Curry. They say, you know, that you can, you can tell some, about somebody how they first recognized Tim Curry. But, from. But we're talking full on Rocky <laughs> Horror Picture Show here, V. Tim Curry, which actually in this, if this yeah. isn't enough to make you want to go and immediately watch this cartoon animation, you can find it online, right? It's on, yeah, can, I think it's on Cartoon Network. I think I mean, you I think, can get I think it. You can find it. I think it's very easy to find. Yeah. yeah, and you should definitely watch it if you've not done so. What's your right. favorite episode? That's a good question. Um, I know, know that's like a really hard question. I mean, I, mean I, I think I think that I, I really like the, uh, the 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 riverboat one, of course, Me for, too. for the exact reasons that you said, and it's just and it's so poignant and beautiful. But at, at the same time, um, you know, th- there are other episodes that I, I really quite enjoy as well. Yes. Tell um, us more. So, so I can tell you the episode I don't like. Oh no, me too. <laughs> we, you can tell it for me, so I don't so, have to. So there is an episode where the little kid ends up like going up into the clouds or something. Well, this is Gregory, Greg, yes. the younger brother, and, of the two and it's brothers. just really, it's just ultra creepy. It's called like Cloud City. It's, or it's something, like yeah, isn't it? welcome to Cloud City. Reception, reception committee, <laughs> and it's really creepy. So I don't, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, for that. but the, the style is very specific. It's yeah. very 1920s, Whoa. kind of very early animation. Right, it has it has kind of a Munchkin and Oz feel to it, I think. Right. It's, so if we look at like Walt Disney. His very early stuff were called laughograms, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's actually Before, very much it's stylistically very like that. Yeah, and right. it is creepy, and I think they wanted to give it an ominous feel. Do yeah. you know what my favorite episodes are? What's your favorite episode? There's a couple here. I like the episodes that feature the Beast. Ah, yes, the Beast, who sings operatically. He does, and of course... <laughs> He's actually, a tenor. <laughs> well, no, it's... Well, interesting enough, if you look it up on the Wikipedia, they actually even say on the Wikipedia that a lot of it is inspired directly by American opera. Ah. On That was on purpose. So yes, he is a tenor, and he has this deep, commanding, dark voice. And he goes in and originally, apparently, in the original story, they wanted it to be very Faustian. Faustian. Ah, Faustian, rather. Very Faust. And they wanted it to be Old Scratch, who's the nickname for the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was going to have this deal where the kids would have to go and find stories from old books. From yeah, well, he's definitely, he's definitely very much a deal-making right. evildoer. So yeah. the original plot line was going to be that they had to get pages from missing books ah. that were kind of fairy tale fantasy themed. But then uh, after the pilot, and there is a pilot. If you guys have seen Over the Garden Wall, you may or you may not know there is a whole... We've seen pilot, it. Yep. which we've seen, you can find it on YouTube specifically. 
and it's really good actually yeah, wouldn't you suggest bad, yeah. it it's actually not bad so they, it took them many it's good to notice it took them many years to actually get this production rolling I think they started like 2012 2013 and it basically took them 2014 15 to get this rolling like it took a long time in yeah. terms of production the production was done all over the place they did some outsourcing out of country uh, but a lot of it was done within the United States in New York and LA different places and in fact for you know the predominant producer he found that anxiety inducing for the nature of what he was writing because he thought it was and what was the word What's that? I asked you earlier the word of what he thought it was. Idiosyncratic, because yeah. it was just a very unique sort of thing that they were putting together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he didn't want it to be all these people across the country. He wanted it to be a more to me, thing, yeah. and it's hard, and it's a budget thing. So, of course, they limited the amount of episodes for budget's sake. Uh, but it's still, I think it turned out perfectly. I, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, but going, I, going back to the Beast, you know, he's this dark character who is always predominantly there but featured in the background is this low level kind of threat but still very ominous and well written and the voice is just honey to my ears the beast is upon us <laughs> that's not the beast voice let me tell you the beast voice that's is right. very dark and sexy right exactly really and he has a lantern he has a lantern yeah I won't spoil it too much there for people listening but I mean here's the thing would you suggest it for the people listening absolutely 100% it is it is 100% my my favorite thing. It, it really is. It's my favorite thing. And what's great about it is it's great to watch at any season. So it's a perfect That's right. it's Halloween very, show. It's very autumnal for sure. So we have friends who are a couple of them who probably even listen to this podcast who are very pumpkin obsessed and harvest Halloween <laughs> loving of that aesthetic. That's and right. if you love that, there's a specific episode. I want to say it's like it's like the Pottsfield episode. So yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like the second episode, yeah. yeah. And they go to this town. It's full of these pumpkins. These pumpkin everything. people, but they're very there's, cult-like. There's skeletons. There's all this Halloween aesthetic. It's right. really cool. So if you, there's black cats. So if you like that kind of thing, it's right. great for autumn, right? Halloween. That's very autumnal, and also Thanksgiving because there is the, Thanksgiving that, that random turkey scene that we don't understand. There's a turkey. We'll never understand the scene. But there's also great winter themes. So it does snow in right. the show as well. So if you're watching at Christmas when we watched it, it also makes sense. Right. And also, if you kind of so actually the original storyline. Incidentally, can I can I just, can I go back to the uh, famous people playing famous roles that can are I random? Can I finish my point? Finish your point. Okay. So the original storyline is actually set in the past. So obviously we have babes lost in the woods. There's two brothers who are lost in the woods, and that's a whole fantasy setting. But outside of that, what we can guess, but we don't know for sure, based on the animation, is that it's kind of set in the 70s, and that's based on the background and the works no, bedroom. No, no, no. Definitely 80s. 80s? Okay. So Solidly 80s. He long, made a, long ago. He made a mixtape for his girlfriend. That's exactly yeah? the sort is of that, thing that did you would ever, happen in the 80s. Did you ever make a mixtape for your girlfriend? 100%. Did Absolutely. You? you did? Absolutely. Did she like it? I think she loved it. Yeah, I'm was not kidding. This did, is... Was there a Jason Funderburger in your life? Um, he was stealing your girl? He was stealing my... You know, there, there probably was, yeah. You can yeah. hold my I can hand, tell, I can tell. I can tell you a whole story about that, but I won't. Yeah, go back. Now, go back to your other point. So, what? we agree you said him at well, My other point was just very random. I didn't okay. mean to interrupt you. No, tell me. I want my, to my other point was just that, the, uh, that uh, Enoch... Enoch, the, the, Enoch the, the, pumpkin. The, the, the pumpkin leader Very guy, is actually voiced leader. by Chris Isaac. Oh, interesting. Right. Right. That's very interesting. It is very interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> just a random, just a random no, piece of trivia. I think it's I mean, amazing how many amazing cast that they got together. No, they definitely did, and I, and I think it's, and I think animation. it speaks to the the fact that it was 
But this it, is it's an more animation. Than just an, this it's is more than just movie. an animation, though. I mean, it's not a it's not a cartoon. It's it's not necessarily a kids program, although I, I think kids would enjoy it just as much. Okay, first of all, it was definitely designed to be a kids program. In fact, even though it was designed to be darker, it was produced by Cartoon Network for children. FYI. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I, we I mean, love I, it. I'm, as just, I'm just telling yeah. you my my assessment of oh, it yeah. is I don't think that that children children. I think they should watch it. I think I mean, it's they great. should definitely watch it. Yeah. I, just it I think it is a thing. Is I love there's this one line in the beginning. There's this guy called The Woodsman, and who is he voiced by? Very famous actor. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, right? Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Right, so they have all these amazing voice actors on this team. But The Woodsman is sitting there with the two brothers, and it, I think why it's great for kids, especially people have siblings right. is because you know this one kid's like oh it's all your fault Greg says the word the old, older brother and the woodsman turns out and said no you have it wrong way around you are the older brother it is your responsibility to look right. after your little brother and you and he says, little boy need to name, need give, that give you a frog a, a name. proper name give it a proper name <laughs> he says but I think that's a great thing to teach children like that yes it, it's okay to look out for your younger brother or that's sister right. Right. and so I think it does teach things for kids that are very important and yeah you know what you never know if you're going to get lost in the woods and so there's important lessons in there and that's why I think originally Babes in the Wood existed it's a cautionary tale just like right. Red Riding Hood very Hans Christian you know and it's actually it's actually quite quite dark and very very teenagey in, in in its angst, right? So well, it's, it's you got know, both. So, Wirt is so a Wirt teenager is very, very much Greg has this sort kid. of existential crisis throughout the whole thing, you know, trying to understand who he is and what he is, you know, where he is, you know. Right, because I think the concept is they're kind of in the underworld. Yeah. They don't realize it, so they're in the modern world and they get thrown into this other place and they're like, where are we and what's going on? But in reality, they actually fell into a river, didn't they? Or a pond or something. Yeah, they were they underwater, river, right. dying. So essentially, they I are think actually you're in the to know that use a spoiler. Well, that's a spoiler. But I think actually, I think it's fairly. I think it's fairly clear. Yeah. Well, they're not dead. They're about to be dead because they right. end up in the hospital end. So we know they're not dead. Right. But they are close to the edge. Is the point? I think it's exploring that near-death kind of experience, right. which I think is beautiful. Well, and, and like, and, and so one of, one of my favorite episodes is is the one where they they go to the tavern. Uh-huh. Right, and they and they and they ask him, you I know, love that like episode. like you know, who are you? And he's just like, he's like, what? He's like, what, what do you mean? Because you know, if you think about don't, it, teenagers don't, yeah, don't well, have right. personalities and, yet. And yeah. so, and he's like, I, I don't like putting labels on things. But basically, everybody in this tavern has a job, right? Like you know, there's it's there's, a blacksmith, there's the blacksmith, a baker. there's the baker, you know, and everybody has a job, and so they want to know like what what is his job, you know, and. Uh, and they end up You're just, not a banana mind simpleton everyone takes you for. <laughs> You're the pilgrim. You're the pilgrim. They, they decide that he is the pilgrim, which is actually very accurate. And that episode, I think, really captures that that is what he is. He's on this sort of sacred quest. Oh, it's great. You know, great and, episode. You know why I like that episode so much? Why? It's a very specific animation style that they only adopt in that one episode. There's a guy called the Highwayman. I'm the Highwayman. And they have this very specific... I make ends meet. Yeah. They have this very specific retroscopic... Yeah, that's it's true. very it is, unique it's very, but, was, but it's very... It was used in the 20s. Yeah. So have you ever seen Betty Boop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's what they did. Yeah. And it's actually very hard to do. Yeah. Super interesting. Because you're distorting. And it, of course, there's this hand anime to keep in mind. Yeah. Which is so amazing because we just don't do that anymore. Everything is CGI. Yeah, it's really, it's really beautiful. Disney, Frozen, all those things CGI. I appreciate hand-drawn animations, and I wish more people would bring them back, including Disney. So if anyone is listening, including Disney Imagineers, <laughs> we Princess and the Frog, amazing. 
Yeah. You guys lost the bull of that. You've got to bring back the hand animations. All also these... a quality frog animation that one. Yeah, and there's one other thing I want to say on the Disney line is all these <laughs> modern movies with the, like the the CGI animals. Yeah. Bring a bit of magic and Disney into it because if it just looks like a real animal, it's kind of creepy. That's it right. doesn't. The Lady and the Tramp didn't sit well with me. Lion King. Right. Could you could you imagine well. if they did that with? Uh, over the garden wall and no, you'd have that you'd have that, that sequence but, on the boat with all these little frogs I, okay I will say something <laughs> I always thought that Over the Garden Wall lends itself to an amazing movie that is a dark yeah, fantasy no, I, I movie agree. Agree. in the line with Dark Crystal you can even use puppets Jim Henson right yeah. listen to this guy's pick it up it's a good pitch but seriously that would make for an amazing movie and I would pay good money to see that wouldn't you yeah, absolutely absolutely yeah. and because and, it does it does hit that sort of like I say it's, it is that sort of you know atmospheric ambiance and, and just enough darkness to make it appealing. Not too much complicated plot, you know, but it's the sort of thing you can just kind of go with. And, and I feel like, you know, we're in 2020, we're all a little bit over the garden wall, and we're all kind of in this afterlife. We're trying to figure out what the hell is going on with the pandemic and everything. It's yeah. awful. Well, and sorting so out your it, responsibilities. It, yeah, and, and it relates to a lot of people. Yeah. Do you know the best gift you ever got me that was related to over garden wall? What is the best gift I ever got you? You got me a tarot card deck that was limited ah, edition yes. for over garden wall. It's a beautiful deck yeah it is absolutely well and it is because it, it, the, the the show does have a bunch of archetypes in it i mean it's a very you know in, in that fairy tale way right it's just very simple relatively straightforward characters that you know are, are off doing their thing mm-hmm. what what is your favorite episode oh did you already say use of the darker the ones? beasts yeah right yeah. right to the end oh, but yeah. i do like it where what it goes is, what back your, to what, what is your favorite line or favorite moment my fair, oh my god, you have beautiful eyes. Yeah, I think that's my two. <laughs> yeah, so in the beginning, when they're in the woodsman's house, you know, Greg is going out and he's got this candy trail. He's like, candy trail, candy trail, and he's throwing this candy trail. Candy around. trail. Yeah, that's and right. he, he goes in this little barrel to find his frog, his pet frog, and there's this giant dog. And in fact, we were looking up the backstory and we found the original illustration yeah, of like this dog with the giant illustration eyes. of this giant dog. So yeah. I, I will post this for those of you that follow me on Facebook. Super interesting. I will post the illustration yeah. for your historical reference. But it's a great moment because he's basically, you know, it's certain t- death. Terrified. This, this beast is upon but him. But it has, it has him, luminescent eyes. giant eyes. eyes. They are beautiful. And the, and the little boy just looks up at him and says... You have beautiful eyes. No, it's so beautiful. It's like these these spiral uh, candy colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks up and says, "You have beautiful, beautiful eyes." eyes. <laughs> like in the last moment, I thought that was great. It was beautiful. It and was it wasn't beautiful. even a beast; it was a dog. No, long yeah. story short. But yeah, another great gift you the got me. But it's mollified. also beast cannot be mollified. Like some farmer's pet. Yeah. Anyway, what? <laughs> <laughs> we know every line from this is terrible. We could sit down this MST three. We we, we totally could. Yeah, MST three K. Yeah. Yeah, sure. and. Uh, yeah, the other great gift you got me was related to this. One I really want, FYI, I'll tell you this. It's so this cute little finger puppet set that you can buy. It's very limited edition, hard to find. It's like little plush characters that weren't Greg, and it's really beautiful. Oh. I long to own that. But the other thing you got me is the comics. There was a spin-off comic that they made, which was incredibly well done. Right, and, and it fact, has like a, it has not, Beatrice, right? It's an alternative timeline. Yeah. So it actually... <laughs> starts before the end of the TV show and then adopts a different ending. So it's not canon, uh, but it's basically... There's, so there's a little bluebird, and she has a curse. She basically is a human, stoned her family, and then they all got turned into bluebirds, right? That was a curse. That's right. Mm-hmm. So she goes back bluebirds to the 80s. But it's like, you'd know this because you are probably around in the 80s, right? Uh, I was around in the 80s. You were, yes. in, as, were you a kid in the 80s? Yeah. So that's why you probably know about all that stuff, like the Halloween candy stuff and all yeah, that sure. stuff. I, I, could, I was going to say something really funny, but I'm not going to say it. 
But the point is Beatrice goes back in time with them to be 80s. And it's this whole different plotline and it's so well done. You guys should check it out. There is a comic book and I heard there's maybe other ones. I heard uh, that I today. I, I don't know. Wouldn't that be cool? They said they want to do a further spin-off of the comics really Interesting. specifically. Interesting. It was going to be a one-off thing. I, I mean, I could see them doing many, many more. I, I mean, I, I understand thing. they wanted to do a particular arc, I know. But, but I could do all kinds of just, just different fairy tales set in that okay, world. Okay, give me the dark action live series that. Right, Give right. it to me. We need it. We want it. I'm sure people listening to this podcast who have seen this right now agree with me. This is the right thing and we want this so much. And I think if anyone from a production company is listening, it would do well. Yeah. No, And you just take the storyline you've got. It's solid. You just have to translate it into movie format or a miniseries like on Netflix or Hulu. Fantastic. Easy win. Yeah. Because uh, no, people great. love this. Again, it's the ambiance. Yeah. And here's the thing. Originally, it aired like in November of like 2014 for sh- one week, short period of time, and yet it's become such an iconic thing. We didn't even know about it. Till, we didn't even know about it. Was until it last year or the was, year before? I want to say it's been. We watched it for two years. Two straight. years. Yeah. Two years <laughs> straight. It's an ongoing thing here yeah. at this point. But what a lovely thing to have shared, and I want to thank Gray specifically. Absolutely. If you're listening, thank you Truly, so much. The greatest gift anyone has the ever given us. The greatest gift anyone has ever <laughs> given us in our life is this TV show because it's helped us through the good times, it the is. bad times. You can get many philosophical messages from this show, which I know sounds weird because it's a kids' TV show. But trust us on this. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I, can't, I cannot speak truly. highly enough of it. Truly. There's no question about it. And you ever realized what when they did that episode at Tavern? I love the horse, FYI. There's this horse, and there's a talking horse named Fred, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I want to steal. I want to steal. <laughs> but beyond that, they're, they're at this tavern. In fact, the girl who runs the tavern, she's very Betty Boop in the animation as well. It's she just is, occurred yeah. to me. Yeah. But the, hand, the handmaid at the tavern, she looks just like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it just occurred. So I think that was a particular animation style that they directly chose yeah. to do in that moment. You, want to, you asked me what the best line is. Yeah, I just what's, the best, what's the best line? Okay, I'm going to say one word, and I'm going to see if you can tell me what it is. Georgian sensibilities. <laughs> so good. So, so good. good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You, can you tell them the line there? Right. It's, uh, does this room Rococo. seem very French Rococo to you? Yeah. You know, it doesn't seem in line, in line with Endicott's Georgian sensibilities. And then, and then he, the little bird looks at him just like, and he's like, hell? what, shouldn't I know that? Should I not know that? <laughs> and so we found this little Easter egg because in the, one of the flashback scenes uh, in his room, he actually has this book on interior design. Uh-huh. <laughs> About like Georgian and Rococo design, which actually not many people know. In fact, this little kid would know oh, about it. Great. Of course the bird is like, she's like, what the hell? Yeah. And that's the point where he learns that Beatrice was once a human. Was once a human. And right. I always thought, and I'm sure people listen to this, I thought there was going to be a love arc between... Beatrice and Yeah, work. I think that's actually quite confusing. I mean, but I, I, in the as... comic, they do expand upon that. Okay, FYI. okay. But I thought it was going to, and of course, he is in love with a girl in the human world. But so also, I thought that perhaps there would be a, a thing with Lorna. Yeah, well, there was. So Lorna, explain Lorna. Yeah, so as so, we go back into the famous actor here of right, um, who's who's oh, Lorna? Oh, it's not John Cleese. It's not no, the, no, no, the, no, no. The, the mother is played by a male. Oh yeah, actor. the mother is played by Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Okay, yeah. So L- Lorna is like it's actually playing upon. It's actually um, a, a story. Have you heard about L- L- Lorna? 
It's like a, a Mexican mythology of this woman. Oh, you think it's the same thing? Yeah, there's a woman who goes down to the water and she oh, basically drowns spirits and stuff. So when they're like, "You child, you need to go and clean the bones in the thing," mm-hmm. I believe it's based on that. But this does lead you to the most important thing of this whole podcast. Yes. If you guys are gonna watch this, this is the thing to listen to. Okay. Yes. The black turtles. Yes, the black turtles. So you will notice, and if you, I'll play a drinking game with you right now. Every time you see a black turtle, take a shot. That's you will right. have so much fun with this because they have hidden from day one in this show these black turtles, and I still don't really know what they represent. Do you? I, I think they're they're somehow the embodiment of evil, of death, or the yeah, afterlife. Yeah, something. something yeah, very something dark yeah. going on there. But it's very well done. Yeah, I agree. Don't you think? I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that must be the turtles yes. I taste. Yes. <laughs> it's great. It's beautiful. Anyway, but anyway the point is that yeah. I thought that Wirt and Lorna were going to... They, they were, were gonna, and I think they were, because together. they had a little song But she ends up... Together. Yeah, that's right. Did you know that in... That's the song. Yeah. Did you know that I made an outfit for Lorna in Animal Crossing? In Animal Crossing, that's a replica. right. And actually a lot of people downloaded it and use it. Isn't yeah, that cool? it's good. It's good. Yeah. So we're running we're actually nearly at the end of the podcast, which I knew would happen because I thought this will be an easy thing to talk yeah, this about. Was an easy and one. sure enough, you know, thirty minutes has flown by and, yeah, it and we haven't even gone through every every everything no, that we could. It maybe it'll be an episode two, perhaps. <laughs> Daniel's like, No. Yeah, I could I could talk yeah, about it. Yeah, I could talk about it first. So if you ever come to our house, just know we will sit you we down. We probably will sit you down and watch it. If you say especially that you haven't if it's seen Christmas. It, you know? Yeah. yeah, especially if it's any time after like September, it's guaranteed. Oh, so that that's a final advice here. If it's full time, it's October and you love that Halloween aesthetic, get into the sit down with your partner or your friend and enjoy this. Especially during your pandemic. Spice. You got your pumpkin spice, you know. This is the Halloween time. You're in pandemic, we've got nothing else to do, FY. This is the time to yeah. watch this and enjoy I mean, it. So so is winter and spring and summer. So on that note, I'm going to end us out. Thank you, take care, and good night. Bye.